You're listening to The Aligned and Free Show, a spiritually infused personal development podcast for the ambitious woman. Our passion is to help you align with who you really are, what you really want, and to free yourself from the BS that's holding you back so that you can manifest your very own magical life. We talk about manifestation, of course, spirituality, wellness, mindset shifts, business, and so much more. I'm your host, Shakia Mayer, licensed mental health clinician, speaker, and spiritual mindset coach. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Aligned and Free podcast. This week, we are going to explore the shadow from the perspective of Kevin Can F Himself, which is a show on AMC. Are you familiar with the term shadow or shadow work? I know a lot of people think it's this woo-woo term, but I want to talk to you about the background of the shadow, where it comes from, the psychology that's a part of it, and how you can start doing your own shadow work. And we're going to use the show Kevin Can F Himself as an illustration of why working on your shadow and doing, excuse me, doing shadow work is so important. Before we go any further, I want to remind you to grab your manifestation check and mini booklet by going to bit.ly forward slash aligned and free. bit.ly forward slash aligned and free so that you can grab your manifestation check and mini booklet. This is a great resource, a great resource to help you shift to an abundance mindset and bring your money desires to fruition. So one last time, go and head on over to bit.ly forward slash aligned and free so that you can grab your manifestation check and mini booklet. Back to the episode at hand. Let me know in the comments whether or not you've watched the show Kevin Can F Himself. Again, it's on AMC. If you haven't, here is a brief description per Rotten Tomatoes. Kevin Can F Himself is a dark comedy that alternates between traditional multi-camera sitcom and single-camera drama. The series follows the journey of Allison McRoberts, a stereotypically smart and beautiful sitcom wife who is married to Kevin, a husky, self-centered man-child who is clearly punching above his weight. After making a dark discovery, Allison teams up with the neighbor, Patty O'Connor, as she attempts to escape the confines of her life and take control of her fate. I love this description. I, I love I love this. And I love, love, love the concept of the show. The concept of this show, of the show Kevin Can F Himself, is this reimagined version of the sitcom wife. And, you know, I was doing my little research because when I'm interested in something, I like to learn as much as I can about it. (laughs) Let me know if you're the same way. And as I was doing my research, I read that the creator, Valerie Armstrong, was inspired by the two season series, Kevin Can Wait. So Kevin Can Wait was a show that aired on was a show that aired on CBS and it starred Kevin James. You may remember him from the show King of Queens, uh, a show that I 
definitely watched and enjoyed, but now I'm like, I look at it a bit differently <laughs> after watching Kevin can F himself. So there was this show called Kevin can wait again on CBS starring Kevin James. And he was described as this man child whose wife, Donna, played by actress Erin Hayes, tolerated Kevin's shenanigans. And Donna was killed off in between seasons. She was killed off between seasons. And it's like, hmm, was Donna's character not worth continuing the show? Now, listen, here's what I did hear. What I heard, now when I say her, I really mean what I, I read somewhere, like I know these people, right? But here's the tea. I read that uh, Leah uh, came and did a guest spot on the show. And I watched a few episodes from the first and the second season. And I remember when Leah came, um, I don't remember who her character was off the top of my head, but she I remember when she came on the show. And so what I read was that the fans loved having Leah and Kevin back together again. They starred on the show King of Queens together. And the fans loved it so much that they wanted to bring her on, but they couldn't afford her budget. So they had to get rid of somebody and they chose to kill off the mom. They chose to kill off the mom. Now, I don't know if that's true. Um, that's just what I heard. But nonetheless, when the second season came, Donna, the mom, she was not there because <laughs> they decided to kill her off, okay? Maybe they decided she wasn't important enough. Um, it wasn't necessary to the storyline. And, you know, so perhaps Donna and the other one-dimensional sitcom wives needed some revenge. And that brings us to the show, Kevin can F himself because this is the housewife's revenge. Now, before I go any further, listen, I am not by any means <laughs> condoning some of the things that took place on uh, in the show Kevin can F himself. If you aren't aware, you'll hear what I'm talking about in, in, um, in a minute or so when we start talking in more detail about the show and connecting it to the shadow and doing shadow work. I'm not condoning violence or murder for higher plots or any of those shenanigans. Just want to make sure that's clear. Again, the, I think the concept of the show Kevin can F himself is so great because it is this again, reimagined version of the sitcom Housewife and what we don't see because the audience is so focused on the shenanigans brought about by the goofball husband, right? And so the wife is there usually picking up behind them and and not encouraging them, but kind of going along with what the husband is doing. But in the show, Kevin Kenneth himself, Allison is saying no more. She's like, I don't want this in me more. So when we see Allison and Kevin's world, so again, I, I know I'm talking about Kevin can wait and Kevin can F himself. Remember, just 
as you are following along, Allison is from the show Kevin Can F Himself. She is played by actress Annie Murphy. You may remember her from the hit show Shit's Creek, another one of my faves. Okay, okay, so because then I'll start talking about Shit's Creek. <laughs> so when we see Allison and when we're introduced to the entire cast, we're introduced to them in Kevin's world. We're introduced to them from Kevin's perspective. And Kevin's world is brightly lit. There are colors. It's laughter between Kevin and his friends. He's always making jokes. There's a laugh track. And so there's laughter that comes about whenever he hits the punchline. And Allison is, again, going along with Kevin. She is saying yes to some of his <laughs> some of his ridiculous requests and she's going along with you know with his shenanigans with his foolishness and she's just like oh that's my kevin but when we enter Allison's world it changes when we see things from Allison's perspective there it's no longer brightly lit it's darker it's gritty. And I'm not going to even say like it's the realness, it's truth, because again, it's perspective. And you know what? If I'm being honest, this show, Kevin Can F Himself, I could have taken this episode in so many different ways, this podcast episode in so many different ways, just using the show. So if you are an educator, if you teach psychology courses or you are a therapist, you run groups, this is a great show that can also highlight mental health, right? So I could have taken this in a direction to talk about dissociative identity disorder or, you know, delusions and different things like that. But for the purpose of this podcast episode, that's not where we're going. I, but I did just want to let you know that this is a great show to highlight some uh, mental health concerns. So for all my mental health people out there, take a look at this uh, series if you haven't done so already, because it can definitely be helpful to explain certain concepts to clients. Okay. So we, when we see Allison's version of the truth, right? When we see life from Allison's perspective, Allison is at this space of wanting more of wanting more. She's no longer going along with, oh, that's my Kevin. She got so fed up. She was like, Kevin can F himself. And then she started to plot on Kevin. How was she going to get Kevin? Allison came up with all these different ideas on what she was going to do to take Kevin out. She was going to make it look like it, make it look like an accident, make it look like a drug overdose, make, and then she wanted to hire somebody to whack him, to take him out. Okay. Now, again, I am not condoning said behavior. And this is why we are talking about doing shadow work because before we jump to some of these wild measures, there are things that Allison could definitely do if she wants out of her marriage, if she no longer wants, if she no longer wants to be with Kevin. Now, um, 
I want to back up a little bit, just, just in case you aren't familiar with the term shadow. And many of you may be familiar because it's certainly become very popular recently and more recent years, uh, specifically the term shadow work. And as I said during the introduction of this episode, a lot of people, when they hear shadow work, they automatically think it's this woo-woo topic. They automatically think it's only this spiritual term, when in reality, shadow the shadow is one of the four major archetypes that was discussed by Carl, excuse me, Carl Jung, who was a psychiatrist and he founded analytical psychology. And according to Jung, the archetypes are derived from the collective unconscious. Now, I'm not going to go too much. I'm not going to go into too much detail during this episode about the archetypes and the collective unconscious because I'm going to do a separate episode on that because it deserves its own episode. But for the purpose of this podcast episode, we are going to briefly, I'm going to briefly discuss the shadow for you and again, connect it to the show Kevin Can F Himself. I want you to think back to when you were younger, when you were a child. Were you ever told that you talk too much? I know I was. I was told, girl, your mouth run a mile a minute. You don't never shut up. <laughs> Were you ever told that you talk too much? And so you start thinking that you have to be quiet. Don't talk so much. Don't voice your opinion. Stay silent. Or maybe you were told that you were too sensitive. You cry too much. You act like a baby. You're always talking about your feelings. So you throw these parts away because these parts aren't accepted. You reject them. And this is not a conscious effort to reject them, to throw them away, to disown them, to try and separate yourself from these aspects. It's not conscious. But these rejected parts, the parts that we want to separate from the parts that we keep in the darkness, even unconscious, even if it is unconscious, the parts that we keep in the darkness, this is how the shadow is formed. It is formed by the rejected aspects of your personality, the parts that do not fit or meet cultural expectations, cultural norms, cultural standards, So if it wasn't normal for your family or if it wasn't accepted by your family, you learn, don't do it. If it's not accepted by by society, you learn, don't do it. And so the shadow, it tends to grow as we continue to develop because we learn more of what's not accepted and we are conditioned to think and behave a certain way. We learn what the norms are. And anything that does not fit the norm or the expectations, the the standards, we reject them. We want to be separate from them. And so, and again, this is an unconscious thing. It's repressed desires, repressed instincts, repressed uh, emotions or shortcomings. It's not something that you are doing consciously. You're not consciously rejecting these parts of you or these aspects of your personality. So I want you to think of words like guilt, fear, shame. You don't want to be associated with them. 
You don't want to feel shameful. You don't like feeling shameful. So what do you do? You do everything in your power to not feel shame. Or if you feel shame, then how do you respond to the shame? Right? You don't want these parts, these aspects, but they show up. So if you were taught that the the standard in your home, nobody spoke up for themselves, nobody spoke their truth. If you were taught that that's not good when you do that, it's not good when you do that. If you were taught that's the case, then when somebody else voices their opinion, when they speak up, you might start to feel judgment, resentment, anger, annoyance, irritation, and you don't even realize why. It's because they're doing something that you want to do, but you've been conditioned to believe that is not okay for you to do. Therefore, you don't do it. And then what? You become a people pleaser. You become somebody who you may get treated like a doormat in some instances. You may, you know, and again, depending on the aspects that you reject, it can differ how it manifests in your life. But they certainly play a part in your life. We all have a shadow. There are, again, these quote unquote, like dark parts. When you think of the shadow, you think of the the darkness, right? And so there are things that you don't necessarily, you don't want to be viewed a certain way. You don't want people to know that part of you. So where does it live? That part lives in the shadow. Remember that we are a person. And again, I'm going to do a separate episode on the different uh, archetypes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Um, But I want you to remember that you are a whole person. And so we don't want to separate ourselves necessarily from these aspects that we don't like. We want to learn how to integrate them to make you a whole person, to help you to be a whole person. Now, you don't have to only focus on these rejected aspects, these rejected parts. That doesn't have to only be your focus where you're only critiquing yourself now. That's not what I want you to do. But we do have to bring it to light. So when we talk about doing shadow work, it's bringing the unconscious to the conscious mind. It's bringing those repressed instincts, desires, emotions, shortcomings, to the conscious mind. If you bring them to the conscious mind, then you can work through it in a healthy way. Then you can learn that it's okay to speak your opinion. Just do it respectfully. Then you can learn it's okay to have emotions. You're not a robot. Manage your emotions in a healthy way. How can you express your emotions in a healthy way? These are just two of some of the more common examples, especially as I've been working, you know, as a therapist and a coach, some of the common things that come up. Now, what does any of this have to do with the show? Kevin can F himself. (laughs) What does the shadow have to do with the show? Kevin can F himself. If you remember, I said, when we see the world from Allison's perspective. When we are in Allison's world, it is darker. It is gritty. It's not colorful. There is no laugh track there. She's not surrounded by a bunch of friends encouraging foolishness and shenanigans. For the most part, Allison is alone until she befriends Patty. And Patty started off as Kevin's friend. 
and Patty is also the sister of Kevin's um, like best friend, Neil. And for years, Patty and Allison didn't really talk. They didn't really get along. And I want to explore that relationship probably in a different episode. But for the context of this show, for the purpose of this show, I just want to put some things into context. They didn't really get along, right? And one day, Patty reveals to Allison this huge secret that Allison had no knowledge of. And it was about Allison's finances. Allison, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, there's so much to cover. There's no way I'm going to cover all angles or everything in this one episode. And I think I just have to accept that (laughs) because I want to. I want to cover it all for you. So just bear with me. But um, Allison started to fantasize about having a different life, a better life. She wanted a better home. Uh, home with new things. It would be clean and shiny and pristine. And she'd dress up and Kevin would dress up and they both would be more polished. She she started to fantasize about that. Even what it would be like for her to wear a little makeup, to put on some lipstick. She wanted something different. And she started to realize that the things she wanted in many ways, as she would put it, Kevin would take them away from her. She used to work as a paralegal, I think, or in, in a, a paralegal's office, something like that. And she said Kevin took that job away from her. It, it wasn't okay with him that she was spending time at the at her job and not focused on him. And so he ended up getting her fired. And now she works at a liquor store as a clerk. I think it's her uncle's liquor store. She, I think she wanted to go to school. She just different things she wanted to do and wanted to have. And she felt Kevin was keeping her from that life. Now, here's where we get into the shadow. Perhaps Allison, when she was younger, was told what a woman's role was supposed to be in a marriage. Perhaps Allison, or she not not only was told certain things, but maybe she saw certain things. Perhaps Allison was told that it is not ladylike to speak up or to raise her voice or to be angry. Or perhaps she was told it's not appropriate for her to have a range of emotions, right? She's supposed to just be one way. She's supposed to just be happy, go along with things. Because in Kevin's world, that's how she is. She's happy. She laughs. She laughs at his jokes, even when she does not want to. And so perhaps the emotions and the instincts are repressed and it starts to manifest itself in this wild scenario of wanting to free herself from her husband, but she doesn't go about it in a healthy way. Because let's be honest, if she wanted out, she could get a divorce, not plan to kill the man, right? She could try and, or not try, but she can work to get a divorce. If she wanted a different job, then she could set some limits with her husband, with Kevin, and look for a different job. If she wanted to go back to school, And I'm not trying to put all the blame on Allison. However, we always need to look at what our role and what our part is in the dysfunction. So Allison isn't clean of anything or absolved of anything just because Kevin's an asshole. Allison could honor 
what she wants, honor her emotions, honor her boundaries, but she doesn't. And so what we see in her world, again, it's this darkness. It's the part of Allison that lives in the shadow. So how could Allison's life be different if she acknowledged some of those shortcomings, if she acknowledged some of those instincts, some of those urges, some of those desires versus going about things in such a sneaky way or, you know, she ended up cheating on her husband. She ended up, and, and this wasn't a new behavior for her, um, you know, having inappropriate relationships. So she's married. It's an inappropriate relationship for her to now be messing around with uh, her old flame. But apparently when they were younger, she was messing around with him. I think his name is, oh my heavens, I am blanking on his name right now. Um, I think Sam, I think Sam is his name. He owns the diner. When they were younger, apparently she was messing around. They were messing around together and Sam had a girlfriend. And so this isn't to say Allison is the worst person in the world. She's terrible. No, but it's saying when we don't deal, what I'm saying is when we don't deal with the parts of ourselves that we don't like, we have to be aware of how they may manifest, how it may show up in our everyday life, in your everyday life. So maybe you're not going to want to plot on your husband. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. But, you know, maybe you're not going to want to plot your husband's uh, death, but it shows up in other ways. Maybe you've said that you were a loner. Maybe you tend to push people away. Maybe you feel like you never are heard or you can't get your thought out or opinion across to somebody um, at work or in staff meetings. Maybe you feel like people are always over talking you and then you are upset with them. You resent them. You're annoyed by them. You roll your eyes. You suck your teeth. You're like, oh, oh boy. Oh, well, here they go talking again. And so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen, right? We want to make sure that we are, that we can be our full on authentic selves. And again, I'm, I'm going to do another episode about that when I talk about the archetypes on what does it mean to be your authentic self? Because that's definitely a conversation on its own and it would be too much to cover right now. And I don't want to spoil this for anybody if you have not watched it, my bad. <laughs> but I am going to mention something from the last episode of, the, of, of season one. Kevin ends up running for office and they're at the diner. They're at, I want to say his name is Sam. They're at Sam's diner and um, Allison is upset. Um, Allison doesn't really want to be there, but she is. Uh, she doesn't say anything. And I can't remember how the exchange happened initially, but I do recall Allison saying to Kevin, you think you're some kind of everyday hero, but you're such a dick. And then she walks out. And instead of Kevin going after her, he stays in the diner, his wife of many, many years. And 
there's a cop at one of the tables. It's a campaign event. And there's a cop at one of the tables. And the cop says, that that's good. Kevin, you know, the everyday hero. And the dad goes, yeah, that should be your new slogan. And then they cheer. And so this type of behavior from Kevin, right? As the viewer, we see Kevin really is an asshole. We don't have to put up with this. You start siding more and more with Allison. Again, not really to kill him, but just to leave the relationship, to leave this man. But Allison doesn't really voice her opinion. She's, she doesn't express how she feels to him. And in another scene, Patty says to Allison, be rude, Allison, be shitty out in the open. Because instead of being in your own secretive world, plotting against your husband and pretending to be this nice person, kind person, cheerful person, you're lying to yourself and everybody else. So Allison, be real with yourself. Be, if you're going to be rude, be rude out in the open. If you're going to be a shitty person, be a shitty person out in the open. Stop trying to hide it. But see, again, these are the parts that we don't want people to see. So of course you're going to hide it. Of course, Allison is going to hide it. Because why would Allison, the perfect housewife, why would she want anybody to know she's rude? Why would she want anybody to know she's a shitty person? No, 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 no. It's Kevin. Kevin is a shitty person. Kevin is rude. Kevin is the asshole. Allison isn't honoring these different aspects of her. So I hope you understand the point I'm making. Um, I wanted to use the show Kevin Can F Himself because, again, I think it is such a cool concept. I love it. Yes, sitcom housewives, get your revenge. Again, uh, Shakia is not condoning that type of behavior. But in the world of TV, yes, house uh, sitcom housewives, get your revenge. I love, love, love that. Also, when you take a deeper look, at what's happen happening, there are so many, uh, again, so many ways we could take the show, so many ways that we can look at, at the show. And one of the ways is to acknowledge that we all have this shadow part. We all have our inner world. We all have these, you know, um, for lack of a better word, this the dark part, right? If there's lightness, then there's going to be darkness. And we have to stop trying to separate ourselves from the shadow. The shadow is part of you. So the more you try and separate yourself from something that is part of you and resist it and deny and say, no, 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 I'm nothing like that. The more it will show up in ways that you might feel you can't get a full grasp on. You don't fully understand it. You don't know why you respond this way instead of doing the work so that you can integrate the shadow and stop trying to separate the shadow because it's not going anywhere. Personal development is a lifelong thing, right? We don't just say, oh, I did my shadow work and I'm all good for the rest of my life. Absolutely not. <laughs> Things will come up. Things will come up. Repressed feelings will come up. But the more that you do work on yourself and, you know, another, other terms for shadow or for shadow work would be self-awareness, increasing your self-awareness, increasing 
you being self-reflective. The more you are, you do these things, the less like havoc the shadow will have on your life. And when we talk about doing shadow work, I know a lot of people think that it has to be this grand thing. Maybe you have to stay silent for 40 days and fast for 50 nights. I don't know. But it doesn't have to be anything grand. And honestly, the shadow can start with you acknowledging those parts of yourself that you may not like, the parts of yourself that you might be ashamed of, the parts of yourself that you wish could stay in the darkness. Acknowledging that you experience these parts, acknowledging that these parts are part of you. And shadow work also, honestly, it happens during uh, counseling and depending on the type of coaching you're doing, it can certainly take place during a coaching session. Um, but therapy is certainly shadow work. So you may not even realize you've been doing shadow work, but you are. And even if you're trying to fight against it, <laughs> that comes along with it, honestly, right? If, if you're introduced to something that you don't like about yourself and you're told like, hey, this is what I'm noticing. You're like, no, 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 that's not me. It's okay that that happens. It's okay. But yes, if you've, if you participated in therapy or different types of coaching, you've probably started your shadow work journey. You can also work on the shadow by asking yourself certain questions that allow you to dig deeper and just keep going. What's the next layer? What's the next layer? What's the next layer? You can also do shadow work by journaling to self-reflective prompts, meditation, sitting in silence and seeing what comes to your mind, acknowledging or excuse me, um, observing the thoughts that you have, what's coming up for you. When you do shadow work, it is so important that you do not judge yourself. Don't judge what comes up. What comes up is what will come up. Don't judge it. The more you start judging it, the more the shadow will increase, okay? It'll grow bigger because then you'll start wanting to resist You'll get into that space of this isn't real. This can't possibly be me. This can't possibly be me. You can also do shadow work by looking at your, again, so as I just said, looking, being aware of the thoughts that come to mind and also looking at your feelings. Let's go a little deeper, examine them. What are, what are the feelings that you tend to experience in certain situations? What are some of the beliefs you have, some of the assumptions you hold? This is part of doing shadow work. And when you do shadow work, you will begin to feel empowered. You will experience more self-acceptance. You will start to look at your strengths differently or even acknowledging and accepting your strengths, your intuition, you'll start to trust your gut a little bit more instead of doubting yourself all the time. So shadow work is not super hard. It does take work, right? It does take work. You do want to be diligent, but it doesn't have to be this hard task. Now, it may be challenging to allow yourself to explore these different aspects of you, 
but it doesn't necessarily require you to, you know, like go out and buy 50 million things. I'm sure you probably have a journal already. <laughs> you can use one of your journals. You can start there. You can work with a licensed therapist. You can work with a um, with an appropriate coach and you can start that process. This is related to mindset work. Right. Shifting to a growth mindset which will also help with your manifestations. When I tell y'all this stuff is connected, this is why I love talking about these different topics because it might seem like one is in, in this completely separate uh, category, but they are connected. And the more we work on these different areas of ourselves, you will see how you will grow overall. I want you to be aware of your triggers when you're doing shadow work. What triggers you when you're scrolling your social media feed and you see something? Do you get jealous? Do you start saying that should be me? <laughs> Are you envious? Look at what your experience is. Look at what your reaction is. This is part of the shadow and this is part of shadow work when you start to acknowledge the reaction, oh, this is what I do. Oh, that's how I respond. Why? Where does that come from? What is it connected to? Ask yourself these questions. This is part of doing shadow work. Now, if Allison started doing some shadow work, then Allison would have realized she didn't have to have Kevin killed in order to leave him. She didn't have to wait for Kevin to do something you know, uh, just ridiculously wrong in order to leave him. How many of you have been in that situation where you didn't want to leave the relationship because you didn't want to be the bad guy and force women? It's like, well, I don't want to be the bitch. I've worked with clients like that. I've experienced that myself in the past where I'm like, nope, I don't want to be the bad guy. Everybody thinks he's such a nice guy. If I say I'm out of this relationship, if I break up, then I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. So I'm going to wait for him to just do something. And that moment, I'm not honoring myself. I'm not honoring what I want. I'm not honoring my desires. Neither is Allison. Allison don't want to be with Kevin no more. She's not honoring what she wants. She's not honoring her desires. And then it gets to the point where now this woman is trying to take her husband out. <laughs> we do not want to get to that point where we jeopardize our life and our freedom because we didn't honor what it was we really wanted. So do the work, do the work, do the shadow work, work on your personal development, work on your mindset, work on manifesting bigger, uh, you know, bigger things. And when I say things, I don't just mean material, material things. I mean, bigger opportunities, the things you were hesitant to manifest. And you'll, you know, do that more when you get went down the line, when you start to feel more comfortable. But my point is, Work on yourself and create, manifest the life that you actually want instead of not honoring what it is you want, not honoring your desires and just putting up with a situation, whether it's a partner, a significant other, a job, a, a location where you live. Don't just put up with stuff. What is it that you really want? Come on, let's start doing the work. I want you to start doing the work. 
Let me know what questions you have. Let me know what comments you have. Was there anything that you could resonate with? Anything that you were able to take away from today's video? It might seem like I was jumping from part to part, but that was because it was so much to cover. And I was super excited to talk about this with you. And, um, but nonetheless, I hope that you got something from today's episode and start your shadow work. Hey, <laughs> start your shadow work. You can start simply by journaling or by sitting, as I said before, in silence, or just giving yourself a few minutes and acknowledging the different types of thoughts you have. What comes up? Are there any judgments that come up? Don't judge the judging. Just observe. Just observe. This is nothing for you to feel shameful over. This is you doing the work so that you can start to feel free. You want to feel freer right? You want to liberate yourself from the shenanigans that's stopping you. You want to align with what you want and free yourself from all of the BS that's stopping you. And you can do that by doing some shadow work. Okay. Hey, <laughs> by doing shadow work. Because also when we don't do the shadow work, right? When we don't work on ourselves, when we don't increase our self-awareness, when we don't, when we're not as self-reflective, we tend to sabotage different opportunities because again, those things that are repressed, they may come to light and we don't know what's going on. We're not connected because if it's repressed, it's unconscious. You're not intentionally doing it. You're unconsciously repressing these aspects. So let's start working on integration versus separation. All right. I can go on and on forever, but I'm not going to do that to y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you come on back next week for the next episode. I want you to have a courageous day and I will talk to you real soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Aligned and Free Show. Remember to head on over to bit.ly forward slash aligned and free so that you can grab your free manifestation check and join our email list. Check us out on Instagram at alignedandfree.co for more information on the Aligned and Free Show. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so that we can continue to bring you amazing content. Content. See you next week.